morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's Thursday Connect Online. This is Pastor Jennifer from ICF Rome. Bella Vita, can you see the sign where dreams can grow again? Let me see here. Awesome. If you're joining me today, I want you to give me a high five. Tell me hi. Tell me where you're watching from. I need to see some people so I know that we're online. I am so excited about what God is doing in our lives. And um, just God is amazing. Yay, there I see some. I see some people joining on. Give me a high five. Tell me where you're coming from. You know, today is August 13th. I wanted you to see Bella Vita where dreams can grow again. Um, August 13th, 2020. It is Pastor Rick's. Hi, Salome. It's Pastor Rick's birthday. Hi, Michelle. I'm glad to see you from Ohio. Hi, Boriana. It's my grandson Rocco's birthday. He's the firstborn grandson. It was a gift to Pastor Rick when his firstborn grandchild was a grand boy, born on his birthday. And Rocco is turning 12 years old. We can't believe it. And we're on different continents, but I am so thankful for the hand of God. Hi, Audrey. Happy to see you this morning. Let me just adjust my screen a little bit so I can see you. Um, hi, Faley. Nice to see you. I'm glad you're watching today. Wonderful. I want us to take a minute as we start Thursday Connect this morning, and I want you to tell the Lord, thank you for seeing me through to August of 2020. You know, I'm going to have to readjust here so I'm not crooked, but see my Bella Vida. I just wanted you to see it. It's just so awesome. Um, God is faithful. And so we're going to start our devotion today, but I just was overwhelmed with the blessing of God and thinking about, you know, a timeline of my husband's life. And I just, I, I told him in his birthday card and in his birthday greeting that every day, every year with him is a miracle because it was several years ago with a tumor in his head, the doctor came out and told me he's going to die or he may never speak to you again. So the fact that he can talk and tell me what to do because he's my, my boss and my pastor is just making me so happy and that he's healthy and vibrant. And, and I just have to tell you that he loves golfing and he hasn't been able to golf very much in Italy, but today he found a golf course that was open and he's out on the golf course and I hope he's having a wonderful time. He sent me a picture. I'm having fun on my birthday and we're going to go to dinner later. Hi, Shirley. Hi. So let's just pray and ask the Lord to help us as we reflect on the scripture today and on the faithfulness of God. He is bringing our spiritual health to life this month, and I'm grateful for it. So Father, I thank you for this time. I thank you for every person who will join us on Thursday Connect, on those who will watch it later, those who will share it with a friend or a family member. God, let, let people's hearts be encouraged as we reflect on what your word says to us so that we can be spiritually healthy, have full vitality in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Now, I want to tell you, um, maybe somebody can help me by putting it in the comments as well. Hi, Pastor Joe Tabby. Thank you for joining us today. Olivia, hi. It's a, a blast from the past. I'm happy to see you. Um, this is our last Thursday Connect for August. In Italy, people take off a couple weeks, and um, we're going to work limited hours uh, next week, and we'll be going on ministry sabbatical to pray for our vision for 2021. So I will see you again on the first Thursday in September. No, the second Thursday, September. I think it's September 10th. Okay, but this is our last Thursday Connect for August. So um, you can go back and watch any of our videos. You can watch our YouTube channel at icfrome.org. You can find all of that. And so today, I just really felt like God wanted us to look at Philippians again. You know, I live in Rome, and we know that Paul wrote Philippians, the book of Philippians, in the Bible while he was here in prison. I am, um, I want to get rid of that light. It's bothering me. Okay, there we go. Um, I know it looked like a glow, but <laughs> so I want us to look at what does the Bible say in the book of Philippians. So if you have a favorite verse in Philippians, I want you to type it in the chat. Maybe you'll look up, hi Barb, maybe you'll look up in your Bible, Philippians chapter um, one through four. There's not very many chapters there. It's a small book. Paul wrote the book while he was in prison, in bondage, in lockdown, in quarantine. So don't tell me that we can't have a revelation from God while we're locked down. Um, we have some freedom here in Italy, but everywhere we go, we still have to wear a mask when we're in a restaurant or in the stores or walking on the street. And But Paul, who was Saul, who had all kind of mess ups in his life, God gave him, hi Joel, Philippians 1, 6. Now it would really help some of our friends that are joining online if you actually um, tell us what that verse is. Not just the reference, but tell us. Philippians 1, 6 says what? Type that in the chat so people can go back and look at these verses in Paul and say, Lord, you know, Speak to me again, because if Paul could have revelation from the Holy Spirit to write a book in the Bible that would keep us while we're in a lockdown in 2020, don't tell me the word of God isn't relevant. Don't tell me the Holy Scripture isn't food and fuel for our lives. It totally is. So here's what I see in chapter one. There's four chapters. In chapter one, um, thank you, Audrey. Being confident of this, that he began a good work in you will carry it to completion. Yes, that's what I see when it's somebody's birthday, like Pastor Rick and Rocco, that God is still fulfilling the timeline of our lives. Um, so we praise God for Philippians 1 6. Thank you for sharing that. Paul was in bondage, but he was confident in the good work of Christ Jesus. In bondage, he was still confident. He has an expectation of deliverance. So I want to say to you this morning, what are you facing? Thank you, Joel. What are you facing that it feels very heavy? And I know some of my friends in Europe, in America, 
in Ghana, in Malawi, are facing some very difficult moments. But Paul had a confidence and an expectation that deliverance would come. <coughs> Excuse me. And that God would see him through. <coughs> I have this allergy cough and maybe I use my vocal cords wrong. So I just rebuke the enemy who always makes me cough. <laughs> so here is what Paul says. He also tells us and he gives us an exhortation to stand fast. To stand fast, not to give up. You know, if we're going to follow the Lord, there are going to be times when people let us down, governments let us down, the medical profession lets us down, our banks let us down, but God gives us an exhortation to stand fast. Now, this is not in Philippians, but this is a verse that has been one of my life's verses. It's Psalm 37 four and five. Audrey, if you can catch that and put that in there. Psalm 37, four and five says, I commit my ways to the Lord. I trust in him. I don't fret. I don't worry. And as I do my part, commit my way to him, he will bring his promises to pass. And so Paul is also saying, don't be afraid of your adversaries. You know, we have an adversary, the enemy, and many of us are strong Christians. And we can say to the devil, back up devil, not today, Satan. But sometimes our health comes against us and we're afraid of our sickness. We're afraid of our weakness. Today, I'm telling you, don't be afraid of sickness. Don't be afraid of the adversary of sickness. Don't be afraid of your weakness. I have weaknesses, but it is in my weakness that he is made strong. Yes, Salome 413, we're going to get there, but that's your favorite verse because I can't do it. But in God's strength, in the strength of Jesus Christ, I can do all things. So don't be afraid of sickness. Don't be afraid of weakness. And please, don't be afraid of being meek and tender before the Lord. That is one of the things the Lord wants us to do, to be, you know, I'm firm and I'm not afraid of the adversary, whatever that is, but I'm dependent upon God. He's sovereign. So while I want him to get me out of these things and we come to God a lot with questions and, and petitions, Paul is saying, stand fast. What does that mean? That in lockdown, don't give up. In the middle of the adversary of sickness or recovery, don't give up. In the middle of online schooling, don't stop. Some of you have been called and destined to get your degrees, to pursue further education, to start a new church. You're part of a new church plant. And COVID-19, pandemic and pandemonium, maybe has made you say, I don't think I want to do online anymore. Well, if online is the way that we're supposed to do it right now, don't you think God knew that when he called you to get that 
education? Don't you think that God knew that when he called you to be a part of a certain church? And maybe you're a part of that church right now. Thank you, Joel. Maybe you're a part of a certain church right now and you're having to do it from the living room, from the, from the dining room, from an empty sanctuary. God is with you. God is for you. So we will stand fast. We will not be afraid of our adversary. So right now in the chat, because I'm live, I want us to have some interaction. I want you to declare, I take dominion authority over the adversaries in my life. So I want you to type in the chat, I take authority over sickness. Today, I take authority over some weaknesses in my body today. That is not in control of me. God is in control of me. I take authority over worry. Yes, I am a woman full of faith and the power of God's word, but there are times when I have to take authority over my worries and my concerns. And I go back to Psalm 37 and I remember, fret not, trust in the Lord, commit your way to him and he will bring it to pass. So what, I don't see you typing, let me see. What are you taking authority? What adversary can we pray with you about? I'm asking you to pray with me for my weaknesses in my body. What are we praying with you about? Um, maybe it's the adversary of, of time management. Maybe it feels like the adversary of lack of resources. Um, yes, Audrey, the plans of the enemy are thwarted and defeated in Jesus' name, and we are walking as God's daughters and sons. He is calling our dry bones to life. He is renewing our dreams where dreams can grow again. You see that? Where dreams can grow again. So I want you to remember what Paul says in Psalm, I mean, um, in Philippians chapter one. I want us to look at Philippians 1, 27. This is what Paul wrote. Whatever happens, conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, striving together as one for the faith of the gospel. Michelle, we are taking authority with you. We're striving together with you so that your healing and your attitude, whatever happens, you will have a manner worthy of the gospel. Yes, we take authority over those things. We are taking that dominion authority that the power of Jesus in me, it's not my authority, it's the power of heaven. It's the power of God Almighty. The one who created our body can heal our body. Yes, I, we are taking authority over the pain in those ankles and we are calling them to be young, young ankles. I am needing that too, Barb, hallelujah. I take authority with you because in verse 27 in Philippians chapter one, Paul says, whatever happens, type that in the chat, whatever happens. Here's another one, Jeremiah 33, six, Jeremiah 33, six NIV that says, nevertheless, which means whatever happens, nevertheless, I will bring health and healing to it, Michelle, this is for you, and I will allow my people to enjoy abundant, type abundant, 
So you're typing in whatever happens, abundant peace and security. So here, Jeremiah 33, 6 is telling us, I'm going to bring healing to your body and to your attitude. You'll have peace and security in your attitude. You know, we get a bad attitude when things are out of control, right? And we just feel like, uh, I can't handle it. But Jeremiah says, nevertheless, God will bring health and healing and peace and security. And Paul says in verse 27, whatever happens, conduct yourself in a manner worthy. So sometimes we have to talk to ourselves. I talk to myself in private. I talk to myself on the drive-in on Thursdays. Pastor Rick usually studies from home on Thursdays, but he's already prayed up, preached up, ready, and you do not want to miss Sunday. You don't want to miss Sunday online or on campus. It is going to be amazing. But today, I am calling things to life. I am calling dreams to life. I want to grow again. Wherever I am, Pastor Rick has mentioned that in this month of spiritual health, we're not just talking about the people that are spiritually sick. If you're spiritually healthy right now, God is calling you to a new level. I am spiritually healthy inside here, but God is calling me to a new level. He's calling me to put roots deeper. He's calling me to grow again. You know, a tree that eventually stops growing ultimately dies. But a tree that keeps spreading new life and new leaves and new flowers, it keeps growing. It keeps blooming. So whatever happens, he's going to give me abundant peace and security. Amen? And that is in 127 of Philippians. Second, I want us to look at the second chapter of Philippians and what can we gather from what Paul was saying to us? For those of you that are just joining in, or maybe we'll join in in a little bit, remember Paul wrote the book of Philippians during lockdown, during quarantine, during restricted activity, during having to do things from chains. Maybe your ankle has kept you chained to the chair or your health has kept you chained to home or chained to the doctor's appointments. God is saying, I have a word for you. I gave it to Paul in Rome in a prison cell, but it's accurate for us today in 2020. So here is what I believe Paul and God is revealing to us in Philippians chapter 2, verse 14 through 15. Paul was saying, I want you to have motivation for unity. So you stand stronger. He's saying, I want unity, but you have to have humility. And Jesus gives us lots of examples of humility when he washed the disciples' feet, when he was trying to take a rest, but he went ahead and healed and delivered the man that was filled with demons on the other side of the lake, when he uh, was on a mountaintop and everybody was gathered around. You know, we talk about the miracle of the five loaves and two fishes and the other miracle. It was twice that he multiplied food. But think about it. If you had thousands of people telling you, I'm hungry, I'm hot, I need to eat. Don't you think Jesus, the son of God, had to demonstrate a lot of humility to say, hey, 
Start passing out that bread. Start passing out that fish and watch what God does. So here's what Philippians 2, 14 and 15 says. Thank you, Audrey. Do everything without grumbling or arguing. Why? Why is it important not to be a grumbler, not to be a complainer? You know, I just feel like sometimes the enemy gets into our mind and we start complaining. And we say to a colleague or um, a friend, even at church, a friend at work, doesn't it ever bother you when so-and-so blah, blah, blah. You know, the Bible, our verse for this month says, if we confess our sins one to another and we pray for one another, God heals us. He will heal us. So Paul is saying in this second chapter, do everything, say everything, somebody type everything, do everything without grumbling or arguing. You see, it's wrong. Don't call it a prayer request. When you're grumbling about someone else's mode of operation, someone else's walk with Jesus, someone else's attitude or actions, Unless you really love them and you're telling them to their face, I'm praying for you, don't go behind their back and tell three people, we need to pray for Sister Jennifer. She's really got issues today. That's grumbling. That's And that's not happening here. I'm thankful for the unity at ICF Rome. But I'm saying to us as people that Paul, remember, on lockdown, is reminding us, the church of 2020, do everything without grumbling or arguing. And he tells us why. So that you, me, can become blameless and pure, children of God without fault. So if I grumble and complain, even to someone else in the faith, I'm not following what the scripture, the Holy Spirit, the word of God imparted to Paul so that we would have it 2,000 years later. And then it says, and then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. How true is it when someone is ever joyful, ever shining, ever encouraging those around them, and they are promoted and advanced in their life because they were seen to be that positive influence in the room. And many times the one who complains, the one who is negative, the one who grumbles, the one who has an argument and a reason why, please don't tell me you're playing devil's advocate. I hate that word. I hate that phrase. I know a lot of people use it at different times to say, well, I'm just trying to make you think about something from a different point of view. I wanna think about things from the word point of view. And the word says, do everything. <laughs> Somebody else type it in, do everything. So when I clean up in the kitchen, when I clean the toilets, yes, I do that at my house. When I clean the bathtub and the shower, I do that almost every day to take care of my home. Do everything. I, You know what I do? I say, God, I am so thankful that I have a bathroom to get ready in. I'm so thankful that I have hot, you just don't know how, how thankful I am for hot water. I love my hot water. I'm thankful. Do everything without grumbling or complaining. If you have to sit in a chair because your body is weak or healing, I want to say to you, don't sit there with grumbling and complaining. I want you to lift your hands. I want you to say, God, thank you that I have a chair to sit in. 
thank you that I have friends to confess uh, that I need prayer and that we can take a dominion authority over that. I hope that you're seeing me clearly. My screen looks a little bit like it's freezing, but hopefully, let me just double check my Wi-Fi. Somebody can tell me if you're seeing me clear. That's good. Okay, so here's what we learn from Philippians chapter 2, that we should unify. We do stand stronger together. That unity requires humility. So I might have to clean the toilets with humility, and I'm going to do it without grumbling or complaining. That I have an exhortation to shine like the stars in the sky because he's sending others so that we will work together. Paul knew even then that he was not alone. This is phase two of Thursday Connect on August 13th. I had technical difficulties with my internet. Somebody, thank you. Hi, Michelle. Okay, so sorry about that, guys. So we're finishing chapter two in Philippians. And the main thing is that God wants us to do things in unity without grumbling or complaining. Thank you all for letting me know you're there. Um, and uh, Philippians chapter 2, verse 14 and 15 from chapter 2. Thank you for jumping over onto phase 2 of Thursday Connect. Do everything, do everything without grumbling or complaining so that you will be children of God without fault and you will shine like the stars. I want you to know that no matter where you're from, no matter where you're, where you're doing life right now, if Paul could hear from the word of the Lord during a prison lockdown, you can hear from the word of the Lord today. I want you to type in the chat, live, L-I-V-E, vive, V-I-V-E, L-I-V-E, live. I want you to call yourself to live in that abundance of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Live for Jesus. So we live in vitality. We know that, that Jesus has called us and he has equipped us. And I can't wait to get to chapter four because that's a, that's a popular one. But I want you to say to yourself, live. Don't die. Don't sleep. Don't quit. Don't stop. Live in Jesus' name. Spiritual health and vitality does not mean that I, that I am without sickness. I may have sickness. I may have symptoms. I may have financial problems, but I can have spiritual health. I can live in the abundance of Jesus Christ. So the third thing I want us to look at today is chapter three, Philippians chapter three. What is Paul saying to us? In Philippians chapter 3, this is a Bible study on a book of the Bible in one hour in two parts. Hopefully we get this last part in this, this last 30 minutes together. Philippians chapter 3. What is Paul saying? If you have a favorite verse in Philippians or a verse that's speaking to you right now, I want you not just to type the reference. I want you to type the verse in the chat. What is Philippians saying to you during a season of restriction or issue or lack that I can do all things, right? So in Philippians, the verse I have for you for chapter 3 is verse 13 and 14. Verse 13 and 14 says, forgetting what is behind 
Forget the past mistakes. Forget the past sins. If you've asked Jesus to forgive you, you're growing again. See that sign over my, you're growing again. Forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. I press on. I said to type live. I want you to type I press on. I press on for what is the prize toward the goal to win the prize of when God has called me. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14. I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize. The prize is heaven, but if you quit serving Jesus now, if you start grumbling and complaining and you get lukewarm, the Bible says he'll spew us out of his mouth. So we say, I press on. I call the spiritual health and vitality to come out of my being. So here's what Paul is saying in this verse in Philippians chapter three. Don't depend on the flesh. Hallelujah. My flesh fails me sometimes. Hi, Denise. Hallelujah, my friend. Oh, it touches my heart that we can stay connected when we, we were in church together so many years ago. Our daughters were friends and they continue to stay friends on social media. Um, I press on. Don't depend on the flesh. Don't depend on the flesh. I am so thankful for my grandmother that when, when I saw her when she was 80 and she couldn't hear too good anymore, she kept teaching as she could. When she couldn't see well enough to call on people in her class, she kept praying for them. She did not depend on her flesh to be active in ministry. So those of you that are having physical conditions that maybe are keeping you locked down for the moment, don't depend on the flesh, Paul says. You keep straining toward that goal. You, you're sitting there. You can encourage. You can send a text message. You can send a prayer. You've got Michelle. You've got children. You've got a beautiful daughter going to school. You can um, make that atmosphere in the home, that place that is a, a haven of peace. So today, the Lord wants you to know, yes, we thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you. Emmanuel has just sent me Romans 15, 13 says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's Romans 15, 13. Romans 15, 13 goes in great conjunction with the God of hope helps me to press on towards the mark of the prize of high calling. Don't depend on your flesh. Depend on the spirit of God. And when my flesh is weak, my spirit is willing to keep going. Desire to know Christ more. That's what pressing on is. That's why Pastor Rick said this month, don't just say, oh, I don't need spiritual health. I'm fine with me and Jesus. I need more. I want more. If you were here at our church on Sunday, 
the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Holy Spirit was literally so heavy that at the end of the service, people were kneeling and the Holy Spirit was, people were crying out in their prayer language and, and they were kneeling and standing and shouting. I had to sit down and kneel down before God. It was because I desire to know Christ more. That's what Paul is saying. Press on. Don't, don't settle for second best. Amen? Don't settle for second best. I want more. I don't want what I had yesterday. I can't, you know, forgetting what was behind. Sometimes we say that as the sin, but it could also be the goodness, the blessing. I mean, as I look at pictures from Pastor Rick's birthday celebration three years ago, um, two years ago, our church celebrated with us. Uh, we were at general council. Our general superintendent celebrated with him. Uh, but I have to let go of what is behind and press on towards what is ahead. So the sanctuary was filled to overflowing three years ago, two years ago, one year ago, and now we're filled to capacity. But there are empty chairs because of restriction, because of lockdown. So yes, Michelle, we thank God upon remembrance. So Paul is saying, don't get stuck in the past, whether it was bad or good. I'm old, and last night during prayer meeting, we sang peace, peace, wonderful peace. I've got peace like a river. There's another verse to that one that says, I've got joy like a fountain. Um, but I have to let go and let God keep pushing me forward towards the prize, towards that eternal reward, and in the meantime, to walk in abundance to walk in abundance. So in chapter three, Paul is saying, don't depend on the flesh, desire to know Christ more, also to be aware of the enemies of Jesus. See, if you're God's child, whatever comes against you is an enemy of Jesus. Now, people can sometimes feel like they've come against us. And I want you to remember, I've had to do this in my life. I want you to do it in your life. I must forgive and release. Forgive and release. Be aware that the enemy of our soul is the enemy of Jesus. But there are times when people who confess Jesus can hurt us or wound us, and our flesh may get wounded. And Paul is saying here, you forget that stuff that's in the past. You forget that hurt. You forget that. Let go of that. Let go of that. You press onward. You press forward. It doesn't depend on the flesh. Yes, every promise of scripture, Mary. Amen. From Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Absolutely. The other thing that he is saying is that my citizenship, this is very important for all of us right now. My citizenship is in heaven. You know, there's a song, this world is not my home. I'm only passing through. <laughs> my treasures are laid up in heaven. So if I'm going to forget what's behind and I'm straining towards what's ahead, I'm going to obey chapter one. I'm going to obey chapter two. I'm going to do everything without grumbling or complaining because my citizenship is in heaven. And if I don't live for Christ, it's like I'm denouncing my citizenship. So right now I have citizenship in Italy and I have citizenship in America and both countries desperately need Jesus. 
They desperately need the light of God's people to permeate every aspect of society. But my citizenship is really not in Italy. My citizenship is really not in America. My citizenship is in heaven. I am a child of the most high God. You see, whether you know your mother and father or not, you have been adopted into the family of God. I want to say that again. You have been adopted into the family of God and God's house is in heaven. Your mansion, I don't live in a mansion right now. I can tell you that. In fact, I have nothing as far as where I live that I own. I sold it all and gave it all away. I, I pay a landlord to live in Italy. My wonderful children and family members let me stay with them when we go home in America. My home, this world is not my home. I'm only passing through. My treasures are laid up in heaven. And I want you to get to heaven. And I want you to live in victory. I don't want you to walk in that negativity. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Helen, we must live as citizens of heaven, Philippians 1.27 says. So he will transform my body, my mind, my soul, and my spirit. And so, child of God, pastor, friend of God, don't settle for where you are now. Press in as we are seeking the Lord for more spiritual help this month in Rome. We are calling our dry bones to life. We are calling our dreams to live. We will not let quarantine cause our dreams to die. We have a building that we are trying to purchase. We are in process. God's timetable is not our timetable. The, the Italian process is not my process, but I will not let my dreams that God gave me die. God gave me Bellavita Resource Center. I want you to know where that dream came from. I'm going to share with you something today. Many years ago, my firstborn daughter lost all her dreams. And she began to be abused in every way possible. She was taken from us for over a year. And her body was broken. Her mind was broken. Her spirit was broken. But her relationship with God never severed, never. He was always with her. And as a result of getting her back broken, I began to work for an agency that helped with domestic and sexual violence victims. I became a prevention coordinator. I was trained at the Department of Defense in America in Washington, DC. And I said, God, it would be my dream to have a place where people's dreams could grow again. I never knew that more than 10 years later, see, dreams don't die when they're given to you by God. 10 years later, I'm sitting in a church, in a room in Rome, Italy, that I call Bella Vita, a resource center where dreams can grow again. I'm mentoring young women and old women and grandmothers like myself to say he will transform us, body, mind, soul, and spirit. We have been adopted into the family of God. We are heirs with Jesus Christ. And he has a word for you today. You are a brave 
heart girl. You are a brave heart pastor. Those dreams were not intended to die. I don't care if it takes one year, 10 years, five years, five months, five minutes. If it's God's dream, it's going to come to pass. Amen. And lastly, I want us to look at chapter four. I want us to look at chapter four. Philippians chapter four is really one of my favorites. Favorites. It always has been. We learned one of the verses that whatsoever things are good, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are a virtue, whatsoever things are a good report, think on these things. We learned that as little girls in what we called missionettes and stars and girls club. That was a verse I learned as a little girl in Philippians. But since I came to Rome, since lockdown, and I think about Paul writing Philippians in lockdown, but it wasn't Paul. It was the anointing of the Holy Spirit flowing through him to us for 2,000 years later. He said in Philippians, all of chapter 4 you could put on the chat, but for me, Philippians chapter 4 verse 13 says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. But I also want you to look at Philippians chapter four in the message version, verse six and seven. It says, don't fret or worry. Philippians chapter four, verse six or seven in the message. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let your petitions and your praises shape your worries into prayers. Letting God know your concerns and before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness. That's what spiritual health is. Vitality, everything coming together for good. I can tell you that daughter that was broken is celebrating her firstborn son's 12th birthday today. He's whole. Our little Rocco is whole. He knows the word of God. He knows that his family loves him. I'm sorry for my tears of joy. August 13th, 2020. I can tell you that Paul's words are true. Everything comes together for good to those who love the Lord. It will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. God is displacing your worry today. He's bringing those dreams to life. And he may give you some new dreams. And the dream may not look like you thought it was going to look like. You know, I thought the Bella Vida Resource Center was going to be a house where I could provide housing for young women who were coming out of that abuse and they needed a place to live. And I've had so many times when I couldn't provide housing, but I could provide a room like this. I could provide a couple chairs. I could provide a, a Christmas gala filled with regal fashion shows and laughter and music. I could provide a place that takes on many shapes and sizes with women from every background where dreams can grow again. And so this morning I say to you, 
we have a lot to be thankful for. He is truly giving us that beautiful life where wonderful things happen when Christ displaces worry and that where in Philippians, Mary wrote it, I think, yes. <laughs> where is it? I'm looking here just a minute. Philippians 4, 6 and 7 and 4, 8. Yes. And verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. So I want you to remember this from the book of Philippians today. We can do all things with strong faith. We can do all things with unity in the body of Christ. There are political things. There are things going on in our world. I have friends on all sides of the spectrum. I do. And I love them. And I can serve the Lord in unity. I cannot condemn what, what God that's God's job. He will convict and reprove the world of sin and judgment. But I can tell you, the Bible is true from Genesis to Revelation. And if you're trying to live with a part of the scripture taken out, that's not what God wants. He wants you to live with following the scripture from Genesis to Revelation. And today we've looked at Philippians so that I can do all things with strong faith, that I can do all things with strong unity. Oh, yesterday some friends surprised us at church and brought in a birthday cake for Pastor Rick, and I was thankful because I didn't think we could have a birthday cake because of quarantine and lockdown, and we had a party, we had candles. <laughs> he maybe not have liked the numbers on the candles, but he had a flame, and we sang happy birthday because there's unity when we come together in the body of Christ. We can depend on Jesus because we have a heavenly citizenship. I pray for countries and I've seen God turn countries back to Jesus, but my citizenship is in heaven. I press on towards the mark and that I will have right thinking. Remember 127 in Philippians, whatever happens, whatever happens, I will have right thinking no matter the circumstances. Thank you, Deborah, for Philippians 4, 8. These virtues, these are the things we are supposed to think on. And so I'm going to leave you with two verses, Isaiah 18, verse 16 and verse 29, Isaiah 18, verse 16 and 29, and Isaiah 30, 18, okay? Hi, hi, Kelly. Isaiah... 28 verse 16 and 29 says this. So this is what the sovereign Lord says. See, I lay a stone in Zion, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone for a sure foundation. The one who relies on it will never, never be stricken with panic. Verse 29 of Isaiah 28. All this comes from the Lord Almighty, whose plan is wonderful, whose wisdom is magnificent. I can stand upon the word of the Lord in the Old Testament and the New Testament and everything in between. And here's what Isaiah 30, 18 says. Yet the Lord longs to be patient. He longs to be gracious to you. Therefore, he will rise up 
to show you compassion for the Lord is a God of justice. You may not have your just answer yet. My daughter is actually a lawyer now serving justice, healed and whole, not just Rocco, but five children in her family, little ones and older ones that she loves and prays for because God is a God of justice and redemption and dreams grow again. Why, Isaiah 38? Because blessed are all who wait for him. You see, you may have a decision to make today wait for God's direction. You may have a friend in need. Encourage them in the Lord. Don't put them down. Don't judge them. Let them know that the Holy Spirit wants them to live. We are going to call dry things to life on Sunday. You don't want to miss Sunday's worship service. You don't want to miss how God turns graves. I thought my dreams were in the grave and God turns graves into gardens. You know what happened? When Jesus was in the grave, there was a garden of Gethsemane where some women went and found an empty tomb because there is resurrection power in the name of Jesus. So today and for the rest of August, meditate on the word of the Lord. Gather on Sunday on campus or online. Worship the Lord with singing and with gladness. Oh, he is faithful to build us up. He is faithful to encourage us. Blessed are those who wait upon the Lord and know that their citizenship is in heaven. You belong to the family of God. That means, you know, at our church, sometimes they call me Mom and Jen. Maybe they call me Sister Jen. Maybe we are Braveheart girls or Braveheart compadriots working together for the cause of Christ, whatever it is. He is faithful to bring it to completion and to get us to the prize. So I love you. I bless you. We take dominion authority over the enemies of our life and Jesus that lives inside of us. And we will walk in victory in Jesus' name. Amen. I love you. Have a wonderful Ferragusto if you're in Italy. I'll see you on Sunday if you live here in Rome and you registered. I'll see you online if you haven't registered or you're out of the city. Um, I love you. Here's my Pastor Jen hug to you, my Jen hug. I love you so much. I'm so glad we're family and none of us is alone. We are stronger together in the name of Jesus. Amen, Mary. I love you. He's a God of justice. He's faithful. Love you. Love you. Bye-bye.